Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road downtown Lansing, Michigan, North Washington Square at the Phoenix Building for MCAN, the Michigan College Access Network's College Advocacy Day. Here's some excerpts from opening remarks. So great to see you all. Uh, I know we are sort of so-called out of the pandemic for a while now, but still to see people in person, to be able to talk to you in person, to be able to hug you in person, uh, it's such a treat. We're so blessed that you all are here. We're really excited for the day. I'm Ryan Pewins Bliss, Executive Director of Michigan College Access Network. Uh, we have been planning for you all uh, before you even know it, knew it. So we are so excited to see you all here, ready to talk to your legislators, your representatives, your senators. A lot of these folks are new. They don't know what they're in for, and you're going to make sure to set them right on education policy. So we're excited about that. This is the largest registration for our Advocacy Day we've ever had, so thank you for that. I'm going to do just some brief overview. We've got a really special guest I can't wait for you to meet, and then I'm going to walk you through the logistics of the day uh, after our guest speaks. So I want to start out talking to you about what we're trying to do here. Hopefully you've got an idea of that and that's why you're here. But in case you don't, we're trying to get to 60 by 30, increasing the number of students in Michigan who have a certificate or a degree to 60% by 2030. Everything you see from us, language-wise, material-wise, policy-wise, should be firmly pointed at 60 by 30 because that's our board adopted goal as well. As we think through 60 by 30, we have a particular focus on three populations of students. That's first-generation college-going students, students of color, and low-income students. I know many of you are working with those populations now. We believe if we increase the proportion of those students who are going to and being successful in college, we will hit 60 by 30. So we're glad you're here to join us in that uh, discussion. We have some particular priorities for you. In your packet, you should find a, I'm going to call this lavender sheet that talks about the priorities. There's a lot of priorities this year, uh, which is a good thing. This is a guide for you. This is what MCAN is thinking about over the next two years in this legislative session. Uh, this is what we have heard our partner organizations from MACRO, MACAC, MISPA, and Michigan Promise Zones Association care about. Uh, these are the things that we want to work on. At the end of the day, you all are representing your organizations, your students, your community. You should feel empowered in your meetings to talk about your priorities too. I bet a bunch of them are going to match this. But, at, but in your meetings, feel free to talk about the topics that you want to talk about. The only thing I will ask you not to talk about is stopping kids from going to college. Can we all agree no one's going to talk about that? We're not going to put any new barriers up. We've divided the priorities into three buckets. Support Michigan College Access Infrastructure. That's things like this. The ability to gather, the ability for MCAN to do grant making, uh, professional development, helping organizations in the state to have a, a structure for you all to fit in to support the important work that you're doing on the ground level. So it won't be a surprise. You'll see that first bullet is about MCAN's appropriation. We have a traditional appropriation of $3 million. This year we're asking for five. There's a handout on your table that looks like this that talks about that. 
I don't expect you to carry the water for MCAN and our appropriation, but if you want to, we'll take that. The money that funds uh, a lot of your programs from MCAN, uh, money for LCANs, money for college advisors, that comes from our state appropriation. So most of that goes right into local communities. Increasing appropriations to our colleges and universities and increasing appropriations to K-12 education. Those are the things that create the systems and structures for students to be able to traverse a pathway from K-12 into higher education. The second bucket won't surprise you either, make college affordable. We originally had this text as keep college affordable. And we sort of looked at each other and said, wait, college isn't affordable. We need to make it affordable. So we've changed the language there. You can see information about the scholarships. If you're not familiar with the Michigan Achievement Scholarship, it means you haven't been in my presence in the last year. It's all I'm talking about. There's a handout on your table that talks about the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. Largest investment in financial aid, I think, ever in the state. Uh, something we want to thank the legislators for supporting and ask them to continue supporting it. There's some language uh, in the priorities about that. Michigan Reconnect, another incredible tool for adult students. We want to make sure that is continued to be funded. And we'd like to support the change in that policy to move eligibility from age 25 to age 21. If you are familiar with the governor's recommended budget, she has asked for that to be a temporary change. We love uh, the idea of moving it to 21. We're not so hot on the temporary. Let's just do it permanently. So that's the language that we're using. If we get it temporarily, that's a win. If we get it permanently, that's a bigger win. We also have been talking to you all about the COVID classes, the lost classes of COVID, the high school classes of 2020, 2021, and 2022. We still believe that there is financial aid that should be allocated to those students. They were disrupted in their education. They need that support. Uh, and, and they they don't fit, they're not eligible for Michigan Achievement and they're not quite eligible for Reconnect if we move the age down. So they're sort of in limbo. If we can use some of the state's rescue plan uh, funds, that is a great way to use them. They are meant for COVID mitigation and it's temporary. We just need to get that band of students through college and then Michigan Achievement will pick up the new students coming through. So I know that sounds overly technical, but there's a bunch of students out there that don't fit into any of the programs that we want. Something special just for them. We're calling them the COVID classes. We'll be back with more opening remarks on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. keeps changing and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. Visit us online at dbis.com. Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road downtown Lansing, Michigan, North Washington Square at the Phoenix Building for MCAN, the Michigan College Access Network's College Advocacy Day. 
Here's some excerpts from opening remarks. Creating $15 million uh, for FAFSA completion. We know that you all are working on FAFSA completion. If we're not talking about Michigan Achievement Scholarship, we're talking about FAFSA completion, and those two things are connected. We need some funding from the government to help more students complete that. We know when students complete a FAFSA, it changes the decision-making process for them to go to college. We know that. So we want to make sure as many students fill out the FAFSA so they have all of the information they need to make decisions of if they want to go to college, where they want to go to college. And then the last bucket is increasing early college credit. We love opportunities for high schoolers and adults to bring credit to the college hopefully that they don't have to pay for. We know that saves them money and we know that saves them time to completion. So there's all sorts of uh, priorities around increasing those early college credit. If you're not familiar with what early college credit is, it's things like early middle college, dual enrollment, IB, AP, career and tech uh, education articulated credit, and CLEP exam. And there's some other examples too, but those are the primary ones. We know that students who do those things, who get those credits, uh, are successful in college. So we want to increase that. We'd also like them, uh, the legislature, to reintroduce the student post-secondary preparedness fund. This was a bill that died in the last legislature that would create a reimbursement structure for high schools to be able to get funding to support students to do those early credit activities. We know we hear from K-12, the largest barrier for them in offering more programs is that it costs them money. So how can we offset that? And then finally, uh, we love credit for prior learning uh, and CLEP exams for adults. We should be rewarding or awarding credits to students who have the knowledge. We shouldn't be making people go through classes that they might even be able to teach. That's a waste of time. People get frustrated by that and it turns them off to college. Instead, we should be awarding credit for the things that they know. If students can show competency in what they should learn in a class, there's no point to making them spend a semester in that class. So those are the big priorities for us. I hope you see yourself reflected in them. On the back are some particular priorities for MACAC. How many of you are from MACAC? Welcome, welcome. So these are your priorities. Obviously any of you can talk about these priorities, but specifics, our MACAC friends have asked us to talk about uh, changing the rule about SAT scores showing up in high school transcripts, uh, FAFSA completion as a high school graduation requirement, and a student counselor ratio bill uh, of 250 to 1. So those are priorities as well. So again, hopefully you see yourself in there. I want to thank our partners. Uh, Macro, how many folks are from Macro? Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. MACAC, we said hello to you, welcome again. How many friends are from MITSFA? That's great, these are your financial aid friends, go see them folks. How many of you are here from the Michigan Promise Zones Association? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that the five organizations can come together, work together, share resources. Uh, this is what MCAN exists to do, is to pull people together to try to hit 60 by 30. So I'm happy that we're able to do that today. If you have any questions about any of those priorities, come see me, come see any of the MCAN team. We're happy to talk you through them. We're happy to give you some of the political backstory if you need, but I also don't want you to worry about that. Legislators want to hear directly from you about these issues and about the issues that you brought that matter to your students, to your communities. So feel free to tell your particular story.
I would say that we are facing a very education-friendly legislature. So I think you all should, if you have any anxiety about talking to folks that are going to disagree with you, I think the number of folks that are going to disagree with you are few and far between. They may not agree on all of our money amounts, but they're going to agree mostly in spirit. And I think that's a bipartisan statement. So if you have any anxiety that you're going to walk into a legislator's office and they're going to be like, we hate the idea, they're not going to do that. So let that out. It's going to be okay. They're not going to yell at you. And if they do, come back and tell me and we'll do something about it. <laughs> at the end of the day, we have to remember why we are all here. These policy things matter, but they matter because there are students on the other side of them. Or there are people who want to be students who can't even get to be a student. So as you walk into your legislator's office, I want you to think about the students that you know. The student who is working hard at the grocery store or the gas station because they couldn't find their way to college, but boy, do they have big dreams. The student who had uh, an offer, a scholarship, admission to a college and weren't able to go because of family circumstances. These are the students that we care deeply about, especially those three priority populations. These are the folks that we're working hard for. So as you go into this long day, trudging up to the Capitol, trudging up to the office buildings, uh, and, and the intensity of talking to elected officials, remember on the other end of this are students and potential students who really need this from us. We couldn't be more pleased that you are here to join us in that fight. I'm ready to introduce our special guest. I am so thrilled to introduce you to Jennifer Cronkright. Jennifer earned an Associate of Arts from Mott Community College and is currently enrolled at University of Michigan Flint where she's pursuing a bachelor's degree, which is great. She's going to major in communications with a minor in history. Sounds like a burgeoning politician to me. Jennifer had always had a goal to achieve a college education. As a married mother of three, the Michigan Reconnect Scholarship gave her an opportunity to do that. So we've been calling uh, Jennifer the Reconnector in our office. Before finishing her degree at Mott, Jennifer worked in two public schools, both as a librarian and a paraprofessional. That's what my mom was as well, so shout out to that. Uh, while attending Mott, Jennifer further pursued her passion for working in the field of education and is now employed there as an administrative assistant in the Student Services Department. Completing her associate's degree and serving in the field of higher education has allowed Jennifer to make a difference not only in her life, but also in the lives of students. Jennifer is who Michigan Reconnect was created for and designed for, and she's been successful at it. And now she's on the pathway from two-year to four-year. Currently in Michigan Reconnect, we have about 114,000 students or potential students who have been approved for that scholarship, but only 22,000-ish of them have shown up in a classroom, and just about 2,000 of them have completed a certificate or a degree. Jennifer's one of those students. You can see the opportunity here. We've got financial aid on the table, and we need to move more students from that application approval phase into actual classrooms. Another opportunity for us. This fellowship is incredibly important. It helps Jennifer, it helps thousands of other students. We need more Jennifer. We'll be back with an interview with MCAN's Ryan Fewens Bliss on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan. 
with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Linger is sitting in for Chris Holman on the road downtown Lansing, Michigan, and we're on hand at the the Phoenix Building on North Washington Square. We have Ryan Fuen Bluss, uh, MCAN, the Michigan College Access Network, at Lansing, Michigan. Ryan, welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat. So happy to be here. Tremendous. So, can you remind the Michigan business community about MCAN? Absolutely. We're an organization trying to get more students into and through college with the ultimate goal of hitting 60 by 30, which is the state's college attainment goal. 60% of Michigan residents having a degree or certificate by the year 2030. Perfect. So we're on hand today for the College Advocacy Day. Can you share with our community about its focus? Yeah, we've got about 150 people from all over the state representing higher ed, K-12, businesses, philanthropic organizations, nonprofit, here to talk to their legislators to do education policy better in Lansing so that more students can get to college. Um, In your opening remarks here for the event, you shared about the three buckets. Could you briefly go into those categories that will be important for today? Yeah, we want to make sure legislators are supporting college access infrastructure in the state so that there are systems and structures to help students get to college and then be successful once they're there. We want to make college more affordable. We know it's incredibly expensive to go to college. Legislators need to invest more in students. And we want to make sure students can get credit before they even get to college, which saves them money and saves them time to finish. 60 by 30 was launched few months before perhaps the pandemic hit uh, that put a wrinkle into its uh, trajectory goals. Uh, Are things back on track heading toward that? No, not at all. Uh, 60 by 30 was launched by uh, Governor Whitmer in 2019, adopted by the legislature that same year. Ultimately, we have 52,000 fewer students, college students in Michigan right now since the pandemic. We hear from businesses across the state, we need talent. We need talent who has training. Uh, we're not producing that talent right now, which means ultimately we import that talent from other states and other countries while Michigan residents have lower paying jobs. Speaking of that talent pipeline, what are the best career paths? I guess it's individual for each Uh, person that would be trying to get to the workforce, but what are some of the the best pathways that they would find a good paying career? Well, there's so many good pathways and good careers across the state. We see a lot moving through healthcare. We see a lot developing in business in general, business management, entrepreneurship, uh, and certainly technology is still is still big. Anything connected to the auto industry is still a big deal, especially around uh, EV and mobility issues. Uh, there's going to be a lot of jobs in Michigan in that career field. And then there's also the uh, uh, skilled trades and community college and college itself. Absolutely. Uh, Skilled trades in Michigan, we don't have a robust trade school network, but our community colleges function as trade schools. So when we talk to students who are interested in the skilled trades, they're still college material. They should still be on the college path. They should go to their local community college, and it should be funded by the state. 
if if someone were to have been here for the advocacy day, could you run us through that timeline of what they would have experienced through today here on Tuesday, the 21st? Yeah, everyone has a meeting either with a House member or a Senate member or maybe even both or multiple folks. They're going to be all over the Capitol in the House office building and the Senate office building to meet with lots of different folks. And they're going to bring their stories from home. They're going to bring their stories of students and ask for good policy to happen. If there's a listener in Monroe, Marquette, um, what what should they understand about Advocacy Day or the plight that you're dealing with? Legislators are people. Legislators need information. We have the information. So folks who are in education, who are in communities, general folks in any community should raise their voice and ask their legislators to pass better policy. We have a speaker going on as we are talking. Uh, Jennifer, uh, a reconnect uh, individual, could you share her story and, and why that's so crucial? Yeah, Jennifer got uh, offlined in the pandemic from her college uh, trajectory. She's a married mother of three. She worked in her family business. She ended up getting back into college because of Michigan Reconnect, which is a financial aid program from the state for students who are 25 years or older to get a basically a free community college or tribal college degree. Uh, she was successful in getting an associate's degree from Mott Community College and then went into a four-year program at U of M Flint. She's a great story of how Michigan Reconnect works for people. If someone out there were wanting more information about MCAN or the things that we're discussing today, how might they do so? What, what's that website and other contact information? Yeah, visit our website, micollegeaccess.org. Give us a call, 517-316-1713. All right. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Ryan Fewens Bliss, Michigan College Access Network. We're on hand for College Advocacy Day in downtown Lansing, Michigan. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. <laughs>